Thank you, Denise and Michael. Thought I was finished, eh? For football, that's halftime. For baseball, that's the seventh inning stretch. I want to remind you about the um, candlelight service this evening, 6.30. Be a wonderful time as we continue to focus upon this fantastic event of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And then, of course, tomorrow at uh, 10.30, we have a birthday party for Jesus, focusing especially on for children, and uh, we invite you to come. This is a very simple um, uh, service or party, if you want. And the whole idea is to be sure that we encourage you as parents to continue to communicate to your children the story of Christmas. And so that's all it's going to be, the story to retold in different ways. We're going to have individuals, if you'd like to prepare now, to sing or to uh, read a poem about uh, the, the, the uh, Christmas story. Uh, if you want to do a little drama or whatever it is, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. This is also an opportunity where we encourage you to encourage your children to bring some gifts for the children of the AIDS victims. We will have a box here to receive uh, those gifts and encourage your children to do that to help those in need during this time. And, uh, that's tomorrow at 10.30. And of course, continue to pray for the uh, luncheon uh, on Boxing Day as we seek to uh, feed the, the poor, the unprivileged. We bring folk from the homes and so on. Pray for that ministry as well. Father, now as we go back to your word, Continue to help us, we pray, as we seek to unwrap this incredible gift that you've given to us in the person of your Son. Amen. And so, mirror, mirror of the word, I ask again, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obeyed him? He's Jesus, my Jesus, God's unspeakable gift to you and to me. He it is who turned the water into wine, and he made the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, and the blind to see. This is my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to me. He is the omnipotent, the almighty Jesus Christ, I say, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. He's the only true potentate. Oh yes, mirror, mirror of the word, I see that Jesus, my Jesus, is unspeakable indescribable because he's infinite in his power. What is that you say to me again, mirror, mirror on the word? I thought I was finished with unwrapping this gift. Oh, no, no, no. There is much, much more about my Jesus. You say that he is also unspeakable because he is indescribable. I agree, I agree mirror, mirror on the word. I agree because I cannot describe him. In fact, I count Rutherford, the discoverer of the atom, in one of his lectures said, and I quote, the terms we utilize when describing small things such as tiny and little and might are far too big in their descriptiveness expressing the nature of the atom. Charles J. Rose, quoting Rutherford, says this, and I quote, It is even more true that the word colossal, massive, and gigantic are far too small 
in this descriptiveness to convey an adequate estimate of the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, this man who is God's gift to the world. In fact, even the inspired apostle John, O mirror, mirror of the word, seemed to endorse this thought and seemed just as lost as everyone else to describe this indescribable one. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he attempts to describe him, my Jesus, in Revelation 1. Speak then, O mirror, mirror of the word, in all of your power and all of your beauty, as an inspired apostle seeks to describe the indescribable one. I turned around to see, he says, the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his waist. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all of its brilliance. When I saw him, when I saw him, and when I read that, I said, Oh, Lord, when I see you, when I see you, God's Christmas gift to the world. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and I am the last. Oh, mirror, mirror of the word. John, the inspired apostle, could only say what Jesus was like. He could only use symbols to describe the indescribable one. This Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to you and to me. He saw him, but yet he did not see him for who he really is. He could only describe him by symbols. He could not describe him exactly. He could only compare him with what he already knew, but what he was like, not what he actually is. My friends, this is for those of you who keep track of the news of the past. If there is one is that you really don't know what it is, it's this is. I hope you got it. What model can describe his peerless person? Who can describe his infinite being, his almighty power, his glorious beauty, his divine nature, his boundless grace? His unsurpassing love, his marvelous miracles, his infallible teachings, his unfathomable sufferings, his inexplicable death, his triumphant resurrection, his glorious ascension to the right hand of the majesty on hell. I say to you, who can describe this one? Who can describe his glorified humanity? No man, no angel, 
No principality, no power, no one on earth, no one under the earth, no one in heavens above. My friends, Jesus Christ is the all in all, and he is indescribable. This is my Jesus. This is God's Christmas gift to you and to me. I ask you, do you really know the gift of God? Mirror, mirror of the word. Even you, you. You practically use every letter of the alphabet in your attempt to describe the indescribable one. And he himself says, I am the Alpha and Omega. M A to Z. That's Z for the rest of you. The beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the originator and he is the conclusion. He is the complete revelation of God. He is the Logos, the complete thought and mind of God. Mirror, mirror of the word. I see you yourself utilize hundreds of titles in your attempt to describe the innumerable aspects of his divine nature and perfect humanity. In your attempt to unwrap this Christmas gift to us, you use so many words. You call him the author of salvation, the ancient of days, the anchor of hope, the beginning of creation, the bread of life, the balm of Gilead, the creator of all things, the captain of salvation, the chiefest of 10,000, the day spring from on high, the door of the sheep, the day star to arise, the everlasting to everlasting, the eternal God, and Emmanuel, God with us. He's called Jesus because he came to save his people from their sins. He's called Christ because he is God's anointed one, prophet, priest, and king. And we could go on and on with all of the attempt to describe this indescribable one. Oh, mirror, mirror on the word, on the wall of the word. Thank you for your teaching that to his name there is no norm. To his fame there is no finality. To his claim there is no confine. To his love, there is no limit. To his honor, there is no horizon. To his beauty, there is no boundary. To his truth, there is no terminus. And to his mercy, there is no measure. That's Charles J. Rolls again. But mirror, mirror of the word, is there not still more, much more, about Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to you. I'm unwrapping this gift, but my gracious, how much more is there for us to learn of this unspeakable gift? Well, you have to learn that he is indescribable, or rather, he is unspeakable because he's invaluable. Oh, yes, he's invaluable to the Father. Mirror, mirror of the word. Do you not also reflect back to me the fact that Jesus was the Father's daily eternal delight? Is this not he you write about when you say in Proverbs 8, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old? From everlasting I was established, from the, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled. Before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world. 
I was there. When he established heavens, I was there. When he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, and the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set for the sea its boundary, so that the water would not transgress his command, when he marked out the fountains of the earth, then I was beside him as the master workman. And I, yes, I, Jesus, I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. Jesus, my Jesus, mirror of the word. You're telling me that Jesus, my Jesus, was a source and joy and happiness to the heart of the Father. His eternal presence in the courts of heaven was the cause for his eternal smile on the lips of God. He was the song of the Father's heart. And together they flung the sun, the moon, the stars into their orbit. Together they planted the trees and placed the seas and provided the beasts and the of the fields, the, fee, the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air with food. Together they fixed the season, summer, winter, springtime, and harvest. That's my Jesus. That's God's Christmas gift. Do you know the gift of God? Together, Father and the Son planned and executed the plan of man's redemption. They both endured in finite agonies for us to be saved. The father suffered for a time the loss of his son, the source of his, the source of his joy, the delight of his heart, the smile of his lips, the beat of his heart. When Jesus, my Jesus, left the portals of glory to be born in a manger and to bring the first Christmas about, he came so he could suffer the judgment and condemnation for my sin and your sin. Oh, do you know the gift of God? And even during this time when Jesus, as the Son of Man, walked this earth, the Father's heart was beating for him. And so he had to tear the heavens apart and he had to shout to the world, This is my beloved Son. With him I am well pleased. With him I am well delighted. Oh, how the Father loved the Son. Oh, how he loved him, but he released him from his heart to come as the gift, the first Christmas gift to the world. Do you know, really know, the gift of God? Well, yes, my friends, Jesus is invaluable to the Father, but yet both of them agreed that he had to forsake heaven and to give up the outward manifestation of his glory in the Godhead, and to take that stupendous stoop of becoming a man in order to die for the human race. My friends, that's what Christmas is all about. Christ being sent into the world to die for my sin and to die for your sin also. And he who fixed the laws of the universe became subject to the laws of man. He for which everything was made became poor. He who enjoyed the presence of the only supreme deity rubbed shoulders with sinful flesh. He who was worshipped by heaven's myriads of angels, seraphim and cherubim, 
became an outcast, despised and forsaken of man. He was spat upon, he was ridiculed, he was jeered, and he was finally rejected. Yes, this Christmas gift, rejected, left all wrapped. He who knew no sin was made a sin offering for us. He who was spotless, blameless, and pure took upon himself the penalty for our dirty, vile, corrupt sin. In fact, the sins of the entire human race. He who knew nothing but the smile of God's face and favor experienced excruciating pain of having God's face turned away from him and against him as he was being judged for the sin of the world. The one who was the beat of the Father's heart, the one who was the thump of his love, experienced God turning away from the cross. He who was the hope of the world cried out in despair, on the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He who was the light of lights was engulfed in the darkness of darkness as our sin was laid upon him. He who was the resurrection and the life died under the load and judgment of your sin and my sin. That's Jesus, God's gift to the world. My friends, wonder of wonders, Jesus, my Jesus, did not remain in the tomb. He was triumphant over sin, victorious over death, Satan, and hell. And the third day he rose to be seated at the right hand of the Father on high. And so well might the songwriter pen the words, Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified freely forever. And you know what, friends? One day, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift, is coming back. And so this, dear friends, make Jesus not only invaluable to God, but invaluable to you and to me. This is one gift we did not reject. We did not more importantly, we better know this gift. Do you know, really know, the gift of God? He is God's greatest gift to us, I say. No one is more valuable than he is. Again, let Charles J. Rose describe it. Christ, the gift of God, outstrips all estimates. Artists cannot depict him. Orators cannot describe him. Culture cannot appraise him. Bankers cannot value him. Earth cannot equal him. Heaven cannot match him. Angels cannot compare with him. No scales can weigh his worth. No tables can measure his value. And no standards of calculation can append a cost to so priceless a gift. That's Jesus. My Jesus. God's Christmas gift to you and me. If only, if only... You knew the gift of God. And so I say, mirror, mirror of the word, as we celebrate his birth, surely such weighty evidence as you are presented about Jesus, my Jesus, 
should cause us all to agree that it is he who is the greatest of all, the most wonderful of all. My Jesus is the greatest of the greatest, the most valuable of the valuable. Surely, 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 O oh mirror, mirror of the word, this is the time for us to bow the knee in worship and raise our hands in praise as we say, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable you know him? I turn to you, I turn to you now, my friends, and I ask very simply, who is Jesus to you? Do you know the gift of God? Do you really know him? Have you unwrapped him in your heart, in your mind, in your life? How much do you value him? What are you going to do with this gift? Will you trust him as your savior? Or will you reject him as useless and invaluable to you? If you are already a believer, will you go on making yourself Lord of your life? Or will you surrender to the true Lord of lords and king of kings? The greatest of the greatest, will you give yourself to him? What does the mirror of your heart reflect to you right now as you look into the mirror of the word and you see this indescribable wonderful gift being unwrapped before you do you know the gift of God your answer will be manifested by the way you choose to celebrate Christmas this year I ask you then, do you really know the gift of God? It's how you celebrate Christmas that will show it. Bow in a word of prayer. Perhaps God has spoken to you in some way from his word today as we have sought to unwrap this indescribable gift. Do you realize today that you have not yet received this gift from Jesus? This is a time for you to do it. Simply... Acknowledge that you're a sinner, that he died in your place on Calvary's cross and was resurrected for you. Let him know right now that you are receiving this Christmas gift as the basis for your salvation. And oh, Christian friends, don't let simply go with the flow of the world as we celebrate his birth. Let us really show that we know, really know, the gift of God by the way we worship in this Christmas time. And all of God's people said,